0: Hello, whiskey files, and welcome to another episode of Pot Still Radio. This episode is brought to you by our sponsors, The Irish Whiskey Magazine, the only magazine in the world dedicated to sharing the exciting news, lifestyle, and spirit of Irish whiskey. You can find out more at irishwhiskeymagazine.com and the Two of Glass. A contemporary nosing and tasting glass, a symbol to unify Irish whiskey drinkers across the world. and you can find out more about this beautiful glass at toaglass.ie on show a pot still radio, it's mission my Haley in a gion, August New Tommy and Shaw and Chuck in a Valio Clear. Le Nabunator, the shed distillery in guti litroma pj rigney faultily on show pj
1: delighted to be here red market
0: nah fault yeah and welcome to everyone out there in podcast land as always my name is matt healy and you're listening to pot still radio and i am delighted to be sitting here in a fantastic wine cellar in the heart of dublin city with the founder of the shed distillery pj rigney pj welcome to the show delighted to have you Rev great
1: delighted to be here
0: so I suppose for those out there who I suppose don't know you and don't know the shed can you give us a quick rundown I suppose of, of your background on how you I suppose founded the, the shed distillery
1: well I've had a passion for the drinks business all my life I've worked both domestically and internationally in uh, in, in, in the drinks industry with uh, with Bailey's and and so on and Baru Vodka and I had a real passion to develop my own distillery which we founded in 2014 in Drumshambo, County Litrum with a focus on creating what we call Premier Grand Cru Irish Whiskey, Drumshambo Gunpowder Irish Gin, which is a very special gin that's sold around the world with Oriental Botanicals and Gunpowder Tea, and Sausage Street Pure Irish Vodka. So it's we started from scratch, we're the first distillery in Connacht to be established in over 101 years when we opened on the winter solstice, December 21st, 2014, the previous Distillery being Nuns Island in Galway. We started with one distiller, Brian Taft, who's our head distiller, who's brought the expertise to Connacht and to the shed distillery. And today we've 35 employees, and we're delighted that we've introduced our Drumshambo single pot still Irish whiskey in in the last few days, which we're very proud of.
0: The distillery is in Drumshambo, County Leitrim, an, an interesting choice for for location. Was there kind of a, a provenance behind why you chose that location or, or the the site itself?
1: There it was a, there was probably a, three important things that led me to Drumshambo. First of all, my parents met in Drumshambo, and there was a, a family connection, which which is kind of interesting.
0: So you're basically local at that point.
1: To an extent, um, I think I was created somewhere else, but uh, but um, there was that connection. I think the the other aspect was we wanted to developed this distillery off Main Street in a rural area with, with a real sense of community and um, Durham Shambo afforded that. And then finally the people that I met where we're located are, they're, they're a, you know, we're located on a social enterprise where it's leased to the community for 100 years and we lease the space back from them, where we developed the Shed Distillery. So, we have a sense of community, a sense of provenance, a sense of rural Ireland, the old metal, which is alive and well in the village. Beautiful area, unspoiled, and a great place to distill a really uh, traditional Irish whiskey, but also to bring something new and exciting to the table, which we've attempted to do with our Drumshang Bowl single pot still Irish whiskey.
0: And I know today's topic will be, will be the single pot still, and it's very exciting. Um, But I suppose what currently be most famous for would be the gunpowder Gin, the Drumshambo Gumpowder Gin, which I believe, if you correct me if I'm wrong, is possibly the most uh, top-selling Irish gin uh, on the market today.
1: Well, I mean, Drumshambo Gumpowder Irish Gin, I mean, it sells in 50 markets today. It it competes with the best gins in the world, everywhere from uh, the United States to Sydney to Hong Kong.
0: I've, I've actually found it in a number of just random dive bars in Russia, which I thought was one of the most spectacular yeah, things. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no, we're,
1: we're, we're in Russia, and we, you'll find us all over the world. I mean, it's a very powerful brand. It's beautifully distilled with Oriental Botanicals, Gumpatter Tea. Everything is distilled and bottled at the distillery. has great provenance. has a very unusual, very, ex, I suppose, curious set of ingredients, which we developed by the Curious Mind, which happens to be me, because I've traveled so much around the world for many years, pulling those botanicals together, and um, yeah, it's been a great success. People love the gin. You know, we, dis- we distill only with fresh citrus. We rest for uh, 21 days after distillation, and we have a great story behind the way we distill the brand.
0: And also, your packaging is probably sh- nothing short of iconic. It certainly pops off the shelf. Yeah,
1: I mean, our packaging is, is also very strong, but, I mean, at the end of the day, people come back to the brand because of the, the, the wonderful gin that we distill and the story behind it, the people behind it, and the experience
0: that it creates. So I suppose, then, jumping from the the gin side to the whiskey, the distillery you said, founded in 2014, and at which point that's when we kind of kick into the single pot still production, isn't it, under, under Brian Taft? It,
1: it is, under head distiller, Brian Taft, yeah, absolutely right. I mean, we... I had a vision really to develop, you know, single pot still with brine that would be very elegant. Um, Well, again, what I call premier ground crew. So we started to distill single pot still in December 2014. Um, We started still with oats. We put a a lot of effort into the process of distillation, triple distillation, virtually one cask at a time and laid it down and matured it in bourbon one casks. Which were hand selected by us, and also genuine Oloroso casks from Jerez in Spain, and it's been quite a journey. And only in the last couple of months did we feel that it was ready for consumption, that it was ready for sale, that it had reached the standard. So we'd waited almost five years to make our inaugural release, which is just uh, just happened.
0: So how do you? I suppose go from that waiting period—is it, is it to to deciding on the bottling? Is it very much a, a kind of sample by sample basis, or did you have a, a date in mind, or were we just kind of simply waiting till it was ready?
1: Well, I think we surprised a lot of folks because we're a bit like the farmer in the field going out to check is the hay ready to cut, and it literally was for the last 12 months, just tasting it every month to see how is it progressing, how close is it, and then reaching a tipping point where we felt we were. We were over the line, and it was it was um, ready to release. and, and The reaction has been fantastic. That we did wait the extra time, um, and the reaction has been very positive to the to the quality of the the whiskey and the story behind it. And yeah, I mean, we we're very very encouraged.
0: What was I suppose the significance or the importance of the inclusion of oats into the mash bill for yourselves?
1: Well, I think if we we're located in rural Ireland and. And the history of oats in, in pot still and single pot still, uh, coming from one distillery, that is something I've always wanted to, to work with. Um, so that's very much you know inspired by myself, I'm wanting to go back and look at the some of the older recipes and try and do something new with them. But we also will be bringing out a release in 2020 with rye, um, which is inspired by our distiller Brian because he comes from the United States, so that's kind of a new world feel to it. And uh, so we'll have that and then we'll have various cask finishes that we're looking at which are both um, traditional and experimental over the next um, 18-24 months. And we'll continue to hold back whiskey. We won't release everything so that we will will build up a, a reservoir of older whiskey as we go forward and see where they take us.
0: I suppose it's important as you develop to do that as well because if you release everything all at once, you can find yourself five, ten years down the line with, with stock pretty much the same the same age as the first release. Then
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And then, you know, there's no rule of thumb of it, but certainly we'd be hoping to hold back about 20, 25% of production um, to build up a reservoir of older whiskies. And, you know, you're trying to get the right balance between releasing what's ready to be released and holding back whiskey, which will only get better and better with age.
0: Absolutely. So, the bottle sitting in front of us right now, um, quite a quite an interesting look, bespoke bottle. As so always, say they're uh, they're never cheap to, to produce. So it's it's a, it's a absolutely standout on the shelf. Tell us a little bit about the liquid that went into it. So you're saying it has inclusion of oats. So it's malted, unmalted, and five percent oats, perhaps. Five
1: percent oats. So it meets the geographic indicator for single pot still, which is the the new. Um, suppose if you want to call it legislation or in that governs Irish whiskey so it's all of that and it's um it's got a you know great uh sense of dried fruits and cinnamons on the initial yeah. taste we were having uh,
0: a little bit of sample earlier on a fantastic nose no color
1: added mm-hmm. um non-chill filtered and it's 46% alcohol by volume um
0: no, that'll excite a lot of people out there and the cast you were saying was bourbon
1: uh, b1s and bourbon ones all and uh the majority of it is from bourbon once, um, but it's been aged for all of its time, bourbon and, and, and all of Russell. So okay. it's, it's not like we finished in, in whatever, so it's been all the way through. It's
0: almost a vatting of casks at the end. Yes. Okay. So then
1: it's blending and it's Brian working out what's the best way of doing it. And um, obviously it's a little bit of uh, trial and error in that because it's the first time we've done it. Um, and we're very proud that it is... You know, everything is distilled at the distillery. Every drop. So everything we sell at the dis- or produce at the distillery is is distilled at the distillery. Okay. Which uh, is part of our hallmark.
0: So it is, uh, I believe, 12,000 bottle release for this inaugural release, and then 5,000 before Christmas for the Irish market. Is that correct? It's 12,000 bottles
1: in total, yep. of which 5,000 being released this side of Christmas. Although demand is so strong, we may release a little more. Uh, just before Christmas but that's and it's going to be released in the Irish market for Irish people uh, for our, with a view to introducing later in 2020 some other variants for the international consumer.
0: Okay, so is perhaps the label will check, as I can see here now, Drumshambo inaugural release single pots, yeah. so I presume the secondary releases are going to lose that
1: They will uh, lose that and you know it's it's after waiting almost seven years since we started the idea and five years since, close to five years since we started distillation, yeah, it's quite a big moment. And inaugural will only be on the first twelve thousand bottles because you only introduce a new whisky once. So
0: um, I suppose that in itself is
1: quite exciting. It is. It is, and um, it's a little scary as well, uh, but it's very exciting. And um, there's been a lot of hard work that's gone into this, not just from myself and Brian Tapp, but from our team, the community up in Drumshambo, who've been in incredibly supportive. In, uh, in helping us build the distillery and run the distillery. All the staff who have been involved at the distillery, many of whom have um, been only learnt the art of distillation over the last four or five years. So it's been a massive community effort. A lot of pride, a lot of affection in the community for what we've achieved. But I cannot take the credit for all of this. This is Brian Taft, the team, who've made this thing happen.
0: And I suppose setting up a, a distillery in you know from and Leitrim, outside of the big cities was there was there much of a challenge in was the, the you know setting up the legal aspects or getting the approval or licenses for for alcohol district
1: it's a great question because we were the first in Connecticut as i said in 101 years to open up so we had a lot of um, new ground to break you know everything from a license for a distillery with the local county council and the planning authorities who were very supportive to dealing with revenue um, we're at the point now where revenue are actually sending or asking us to take visitors in from other jurisdictions so they can see the process and train um, for other distilleries that have come come on afterwards so yeah we were breaking new ground but one of the benefits of maybe doing a distillery like this is you end up you end up asking all the questions that maybe other people don't ask and and you find out that maybe some of the challenges are not as big as you uh, thought they were and people really pulled together. And the community in Drumshambo had been challenged with unemployment, um, some of the rural issues that we're all aware of now in rural Ireland. So they they opened their arms to us. And this a concept of the Irish metal, which is all about community and pulling together and helping your neighbour is something that has certainly helped us get to where we are today.
0: And would there have been much industry in Drumshambo before yourselves moved in? Or would it have been... Uh, kind of bustling or perhaps had industry moved away before you guys were on the scene and other other businesses well they're very industrious
1: and very resourceful people I mean they they, before we arrived they would have had a number of interesting food ready to ready meals companies cheese um box tea some signage yeah the box tea is cool (laughs) um but since we've arrived, I, I'd like to... Well, certainly the feedback we get is that we've kind of filled a void and and helped to create a sense of a destination for people to come and visit. And we will open our visitor's experience in 2020 with a cafe. So we uh, will, a,
0: a botanical a glass house, is that?
1: There will be a botanical glass house there and a whole... Uh, area within the visitors experience built around our whiskey as well okay. and the journey of the curious mind which happens to be me and you will get to see all of that that'll open in 2020 in in um, may june 2020 at the distillery and we'll create another 15 jobs locally so we're excited about that that'll be another significant development for Shamble.
0: i mean that sounds at very exciting times uh, absolutely and then i suppose if if people are are you know apart from the liquid in the bottle i know i can even see from here like so much work has gone into the design of, of every aspect of the cork has fantastic uh, kind of brass strapping on it the the badge that's inset into the glass to the actual label itself i know you have some ohm and i, I believe you're jackalope which is kind of the sim- symbol of the of the distillery itself can you walk us through some of the kind of little design aspects of well what we're cork.
1: trying to do here is is really reflect the quality of the the whiskey inside, so you know we have uh, the ohm here for or the ogham for the um, for oats. There's oats in 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 in, in the whiskey. There's um, also honeysuckle, which is part of the the, the taste experience. Um, we have here 105, so the first whiskey in 105 years in uh, in Connacht, and um, and then we talk about the fact that we distil every drop of the whiskey at the distillery. How it's put together, um, and there's a, my signatures there, and on the back we have tasting notes, but you know it's the same attention to the liquid has gone into the packaging, absolutely, and that's very important to communicate to consumers that not alone is it a good looking bottle that you would proud be proud to pour, but it, it the two marry together.
0: Exactly, exactly. So this will be known as uh, the Drum Shambo single pot still. Um, th- will that be the kind of the the family name going forward for the whiskeys or will there be kind of other releases in your mind? Or, well, possible.
1: we will have other releases. I mean, we're still still very early days. This is as far as we've got, to be honest with you. I don't uh, look too far into the future. This has been... Uh, we, we are looking at other ideas, but this will be... It'll always be, you know, Drum Shambo is is our home this is where we are and this is
0: this is what we do and then i i am very curious as to how the jackalope ended up on on your labels because it is one of a more interesting mythical creatures from ireland leading to the curious mind uh, (laughs) again a little bit well i
1: think the jackalope suffice to say that it is the curious mind of p.j Rigney, and um that's something that perhaps you know i leave it to the imagination but it is just part of the I suppose the signature of the brand, and you know, and tr- reflecting the, the interesting life that I've um, been fortunate enough to live so far and hopefully
0: keeps going for a bit longer. Exactly, and just for anyone listening in that doesn't know, jackalope being a mythological Irish creature that looks almost like a the cross from the hare with antelope uh, antlers, um, I believe, uh, Born When Lightning Strikes, I believe was the Something
1: the, like that, yeah, the the the, yes.
0: And, Well, that's absolutely, um, from both a design and liquid point of view, something absolutely spectacular. Um, And from buying it earlier, um you know, one of the things I always try to pick up on first-release whiskies or, you know, new distillery releases if there's any kind of astringency or, or kind of signs of youth in the whiskey and, you know, you can see how they ran out in later years. But I'm absolutely amazed by the, the vatting of, of this whiskey. There's no there's no hint of, of youth to it at all. There's some great tasting notes in it, which I'll have a follow-up section on. I'm very impressed with the liquid. Thank um, you. As you say, you're always looking for... What is and is not there, and, and I was very impressed by the absence of a taste of youth. If that makes sense, I mean, yep. you'd be, you wouldn't be uh, blamed for thinking it was a, a fair amount older than it is. But I suppose after the inaugural release, are we going to see the 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 next I suppose single pasta release from Drumshambo going going abroad?
1: Well, I mean here is a priority for us. Yeah. Obviously, Ireland it's our home, and uh, we're very keen to make our whiskey accessible to Irish people. But yes, we will take it to the world and but that will be sometime in 2020 where we I guess it's a bit like uh opening a restaurant and just uh trying out the menu and so far so good so now we just have to you know just uh i suppose take take stock and and 2020 we'll we'll seek to to take it further afield than than Ireland
0: okay very good and uh I suppose uh, in the airport as well, so it be domestic and um, the airport as well. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. well, the airport is very yeah. much uh, part. We see that's very much part of the Irish experience. People taking it away as gifts uh, to other parts of the world.
0: The duty-free prices aren't bad either. They're pretty good. <laughs> duty-free is the best place in town <laughs> from a pricing yes. point of view. Exactly. So I suppose if um, if you were to give people listening at home the kind of the big the 30 second takeaway of things you would like people to pay attention to on the new release, what what might well, I I what I'd
1: like them to, that first of all that from uh, Shamba Single Pots of Large Whiskey from a taste point of view, an experience point of view I think you'll be surprised and delighted with the quality and the taste and the fact that it's got oats in it I'd like them to I suppose to know that we distilled every drop of this at the Shed Distillery, it's the first whiskey in Connacht in over 106 years and that we have, you know we're very proud of Head Distiller, Brian and all of the people of Shannon who rallied behind this. When it was just a dream and a vision, starting off with one employee and just, just distilling, working away over many years to get to this point uh, it was a lonely furrow. And now we're beginning to see the fruits of our labor.
0: I hope they enjoy it very much. Perfect, so release from pretty much now onwards? Yes, yes. And uh, where might people be able to find it if they're looking for a bottle?
1: all the great shops in Ireland that's, uh, that focus on whiskey, such as uh, Celtic Whiskey Shop, Mulligan's, Fox's, O'Brien's, you know, Redmond's, all the various independents and obviously uh, travel retail in the airports.
0: Okay and if they're looking domestically for recommended retail price? It's in and around the 80 euros which perfect yeah. Okay so we'll keep an eye out on the shelves. This will make a uh, very interesting and a very well-appreciated Christmas present. I know that we're a little stuck for time here, so I, I will say thank you very much for your time for today's podcast. I'm delighted you were able to sit down with me and go through the, the whiskey and give me kind of some of the background, especially for the people listening in at home, about the new release um, with single pot still. First in, was a 105 years from Connacht with the inclusion of oats. I think it's absolutely fantastic, and I am very much excited to see what comes from this and from later on from the curious mind of yourself, Mr. PJ Rigney, so. Well, thank you so much.
1: No thank you. Take care.